Cue the orchestra, Ryan. It's award season. I don't even know what, what I'm going. song oh, is I was going more towards like pomp and circumstance for some reason, but it's not a graduation. We've done pomp and circumstance before. It just like comes to mind like brass and strings only play those songs. <laughs> like, what what would that what's like an adjective for that? Like ceremonial music? Yes. It just comes to mind. Um but <laughs> why do we have an orchestra today, Whatever. Tyler? Insert you know, royalty free orchestral music here because it's award season. Are we actually gonna do that? Are you gonna edit that in? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, technically, I guess there's no red carpet today. This is like, what like, do they do for the nominations? This is like some weird live stream that's at like happening. At like 6 a.m. Yeah, with, at a really weird time. You know who did it some for random the celebrity. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Oh, wait. We, people don't know who we are or what we're doing. Well, I, I was trying to get into a quick punchy intro, but now it's like been a full minute. We've gone too long. too much now. Oh, wow. Welcome Sorry, everyone. Welcome to the nomination ceremony for the 2021 Preview Review Movie Trailer Podcast Annual Movie Awards. Yes. This is our quote-unquote like best of the year show. Uh, we are Preview Review this collectively. This Preview Review. Normally what we do is we talk about trailers for upcoming movies and discuss what we think about those trailers. But what we do once a year is we do our own little award show and recognize, first nominate, then recognize the best performances and films that we've seen throughout the past calendar year. Yes. I'm There's... Tyler Ellison, here with my co-host I'm as Ryan always, Ryan Toon. And this is our 2021 nominations episode. So, of course, yes, this is being released in 2022. However, we're recognizing films and performances from 2021, so this is the 2021 previewees. Previewees, yes. Yes, and we're only nominating films that Tyler or I have seen. No nominations come from movies that we haven't seen, and there are quite a few that we didn't get a chance to see, but that's just how it goes. That's life. Award shows are stupid, and so is ours, but ours yeah. is the most fun. There's multiple layers to this. Like One is we want to have an earnest award show where we get to recognize stuff that we enjoy, but also, we like to poke fun at how nonsense award show is because, like, how do you give an objective award to, like, What's art? the best art? Yeah. So, but the like, way that we simulate that is, A, only we can only nominate stuff that we've seen. So, if I missed a movie that, like, didn't go to streaming or I didn't watch it at home and it only was on streaming or whatever. Or you didn't go to the theater and see it. Then it's not getting nominated, so that's just too damn bad. Yeah, to like quote uh, a cinematic masterpiece, Holes. Oh, I've seen that. I one. don't want to dig anymore, Grandpa. That's too well. That's just too damn bad. Uh, <laughs> but that's um, not a 2021 release, so it's no, not it's nominated. Not, but it at is all. a masterpiece. Yes. Um, I actually stand by the fact that that's a really good movie. best art. Um, yeah, it would get the preview if it came out last year for sure. <laughs> best picture done. Um, that would be interesting, actually, to select, like, an old year and just see, like, Ooh. looking, like, re- retroactively what would our, like, nominations be for the best performances if and stuff another like lockdown year. happens, we can do that. Okay, sounds great. It's in the bank. Come on, Omicron! Wait, are you asking for one or not for one? I don't know. I'm confused now. Depends what how badly wanting. I want this idea to happen. Um, how many must die for us to nominate <laughs> movies terrible, from 2003? Cases are up a million percent in the U.S., but guess what? We're getting a retroactive previewee special. So who are the real winners here? The listeners that and, are alive. Exactly. Um, <laughs> listenership dropped by 50%, but it's okay. Um, anyways, are you saying half our listeners died? I mean, who knows? How the, a moment how the of silence be. for the fallen. Well, not yet. This is like a future. Thing. Oh, well, a depending moment, on how Omicron a does. A future moment of silence will Omarion. be answered. Omar, Om, Omarion? Yeah. Wait, what's her name? Omarion? <laughs> you know, what's her name from Trump's Omarosa. life? Omarosa. Omarosa. <laughs> <laughs> from Trump's life. You mean from Celebrity Break Brother season two? Yes. Um, but anyways, anyway. uh, rewind a little bit. Back to <laughs> the layers that make the preview beast fun. Um, another way that we add a layer of like nonsense and, you know, whimsy to to this award show for like, uh, simulating a snub. It's to simulate snubs and like the complicated, like voting and nomination process because like the Academy and stuff like the Hollywood Forum Press, like they go through so many different things to like get their nominations. The way we simulate that because we're only two people is Ryan and I each independently create a list of our five nominees and we write them on pieces of paper and we throw them in a bucket not, like, all together, like, for each category. It's a bowl this year. So, for year. each award, like, we have basically ten prospective nominees for each award. And then we pull from those ten to get a new five. That's a mix of Ryan's and mine. Mm-hmm. 
like initial nominations and those become the final five nominees that we will then vote on for the actual awards which will be part two of this episode that will come out in a few more weeks but we still do like a ranked voting system based on those five nominees so that voting is like standard they don't care about the nitty-gritty of that could you imagine if we pulled the winner at random that'd be crazy uh (laughs) but like pulling the these at random could simulate like we're snubbing like the front runner like in the traditional yeah, sense. like it's happened in the past where like oh we all agree that like this performance is really good and if it just doesn't get pulled out of the bowl and one of the first five draws then it's just not nominated and mm-hmm. that's just too damn bad exactly that's that's the a new unofficial motto of the previewees nominations episodes um sure but the only instance like that we might redraw is like sometimes maybe Dupes. ryan and i both yeah we both nominated the same thing if we draw a duplicate we will redraw until we have five unique nominations you don't like get two entries as a mm. nominee if we both draw your name yeah and this is fun and silly and it's supposed to be lighthearted, but we also take it very seriously yes the the math and the process and the logistics are very seriously considered yes. and it's important to us so but before we jump into it, we do need to do a little bit more housekeeping Ooh. for today's episode. And that starts with, of course, our regular uh, recurring segment. That was too many Regular reoccurring segment now for I don't Ryan's even know. Review <laughs> I don't Roundup. I don't know if I can pull off the name. It's time for Ryan's Review Roundup. Cue the theme music. Ryan's Review Roundup. Ryan, you've seen movies uh, in the past few days that we previously preview-reviewed, so tell us what you see and what you think. Let's see. Uh, I saw House of Gucci. Did I talk about this one already? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. House of Gucci is Ridley Scott's newest film all about the Gucci empire and how Lady Gaga snuck in and tried to make it all her own. Uh, I think it's a really good film. I really was enjoying all the performances. Uh, it was captivating. It keeps you enthralled the whole time. You're wondering, like, what's going to happen next? Except... There's one big sore thumb in this movie, and his name is Jared Leto. This man is just running around doing a straight-up Mario accent while everyone else is actually trying to be a good actor. He's like, oh no, I'll never be a good designer. And that accent was probably better than the one Jared Leto does in the movie. Um, I don't know how he's getting all these nominations for Best Supporting Actor because I think it's a trash performance, but otherwise a pretty good movie. Uh, I also saw Licorice Pizza. This is Paul Thomas Anderson's newest film, a love letter to life in the 70s in the valley, the San Fernando Valley, about this hustler kid falling in love with an older woman. Uh, they just, their adventures in Los Angeles, or like the area surrounding Los Angeles, so like the San Fernando Valley area. Um, it's really cute. Uh, if you vibe with it, you vibe with it the whole way through. If not, you're like going to know if this movie's for you within like the first 20 minutes or not. If you don't, then turn it off because it's not going to get better for you. But I, th- it vibed with me. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time all around. Great performances, great writing, uh, great production design, actually. Uh, speaking of great production design, I also saw West Side Story. Uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, adaptation of this classic musical. I thought it was great. I don't understand the hate. Ansel Elgort is getting for this role because I thought he did pretty well. I think all the performers actually do really well. Uh, the sc- new script and the new arrangement of the songs, the new order they're in, I think it flows really well. I think the story really hits you. And I really think this is one of the best musicals of 2021, which was a very heavy musical year. And finally, I saw Spider Man No Way Home. And You know, I saw this movie opening night with Tyler and I couldn't stop thinking about it for the next like two weeks because that's how much I love this film. Uh, You've probably already seen it because it's made over a billion dollars during a pandemic, which is insane. And there's very little I could say that I disliked about this movie. If anything, I love this film. Yes, it was very good. It was probably the best theater experience I've ever had in my entire life. Have you watched it in theaters yet? Not yet. Have you? No, we definitely should. Yes. It was a blast. I'm still riding high from the first movie. My only complaint about No Way Home, and it's not even having to do with the movie, it's just that I've seen it, I've gotten to see it, and I don't know why theaters keep showing it so many times a day, and there's like 
there's literally like no show times for like any other movie at other theaters. Like things have like two or three showings a day because all the theaters are just packed with Spider-Man screenings like all it's day true. every day. You want to see a journal for Jordan? Too bad. <laughs> you can only go at two forty-five or nine fifteen. <laughs> like that's, that's it. literally like how Spider-Man. It's we got out. a showing every fifteen minutes. Yes, a hundred percent. It's so funny. Like I was like, oh, maybe I'll try and go see like a small like film like licorice pizza or red rocket today and it was like oh you can only go late at night or like the middle of the afternoon everything else prime time spider-man only mm-hmm. um but they probably have to have like half their theater showing spider-man at like any given time and like, the thing is like insane. i think it's still like getting a lot of viewership and i think yeah, that's great totally. for theaters uh, it just kind of sucks for the movies that are coming out at the same time right now it, it, yeah it's great and i really am glad i'm thankful for movies and like collective cinematic experiences like what we get in spider-man no way home because that's what ensures the survival of like not the cinematic medium but the cinematic experience and movie theaters Mm -hmm. and like being able to enjoy like that it was such a great like you mentioned like opening night experience being in a crowded theater i laughed i cried i clapped multiple times throughout the film there were multiple interjections where i like shot something i think i was like the only person in the theater that was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I definitely think that either you or I, like, started multiple, like, theater wave cheers. Yeah. And, like, not like, you know, we're not usually the kind of people that do that. So, like, it just, like, stirred middle, things. And it's, in... like, perfect because it, like, just reverberates exactly. out from that place like, in the theater. Thing happens. I go, woo! And then two seconds later, the rest of the theater is wooing with me. And I'm like, yeah. did I do that? And yeah. I was like, I it's guess. Like, but I think no. we also started the Tails cheer at the end of Sonic Dude, the Hedgehog. Dude, that was dope. I honestly loved Tails at the end of Sonic the Hedgehog. That was a great time. It was funny because that screening was like not that hype until the post credit scene. And then it just it was so fun. <laughs> but that's because all the casual viewers had left during the regular credits. Ah, uh, the normies. stayed till the end. Yes, all only right. true Sonic stands. Well, thanks for that addition of your review roundup, Brian. I truly appreciate your thoughts. Well, thank you for joining We've me. We've obviously it. seen other movies this month, you know, but we didn't really get to talk about them much on the podcast because we were too hyped for Spider-Man. I honestly but, saw probably know. almost every other movie we talked about last episode, but it's too much for my review roundup. And maybe you'll get a sense of what we liked, what we really liked of those when we get through our nominations because I yeah. have a feeling several of those are featured here yeah, you can also like follow us on letterboxd if you want to know more in-depth thoughts Ooh, interesting plug there try to plug letterboxd i'm no. 2022 is the year of my letterboxd for me i said it about 2021 and i fell off very quickly i'm trying to stay on top of it just, every time the credits start to roll i just go in and log it so i like know it's locked mm-hmm. in because i it's hard for me like the last few years i haven't had a solid like list of things to go back on and look at like these are all the movies i watched this year because like I have AMC app, but, like, I don't see every movie at an AMC, so that's, like, incomplete. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll try to make a list of, like, stuff I really enjoy, but I miss out on, like, the whole picture. Yeah. So I'm trying to stay on top of Letterboxd this year. And you do, like, ranking, or not, you'd, like, give a little five-star or whatever review and, like, a little blurb. I just like to rank it. I'm trying to do the blurbs now because I like to also, like, look back and know, like, January, like, I'm watching a lot of movies this month that are stuff that, like, I've heard is has been really good over the past year. Like I'm trying to catch up before like the mm-hmm. Oscars and stuff, but I want to know, say like at the end of this year, those movies I watched back in January, February, what I think of them when I watch them then, because I'm not going to remember, yeah. you know? No, I think it's cool. I like looking back at the previous years that I've ranked the films and seeing like, Oh, I did see that film. I don't remember it at all. I or... went back and looked at like the first movies I ranked when I first got letterboxed and, um, I, like, edited their star ratings today because I was way too forgiving. Like, any movie that was, like, decent, I just gave a five. What? And then, like, Like a Boss, like, a terrible comedy that's, like, a bad movie mm-hmm. legitimately had, like, three stars. And I was like, this is a one-star movie. Like, that's just <laughs> how it is. I'm, like, so forgiving once I watch a movie because I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, I had, f- I always have fun watching a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was just, like, way too forgiving. I got, I had to get, like, critical. Wow. Like, that's... even, like... The Invisible Man, which is a movie that was really good that I enjoyed a lot, mm-hmm. but it had five stars. I'm like, that's not a five-star movie for me. That's like a three, three-and-a-half-star movie for me. Like, it's good, mm-hmm. but it's not, like, the best, yeah. you know? See, that's why I don't like... Like, I'm not ranking The Invisible Man and Hereditary as the same level for that's myself. True, that's true. You know what I mean? That's why I prefer the ranking over, like, giving stars, because, like, yeah. my opinion will change over time. And I like to lock the rankings in at the end of the year, and it's like, what did Ryan in 2019 think about this? And it's like... Oh, Toy Story 4 was his favorite film of 2019? Weird. But that's the past, and it's, it's happened. <laughs> it's it's locked in because of our because of the pre episodes too. <laughs> because of he shall not be named. Ian the Accountant. You just named him. Oh, yeah. 
anyway, All right, let's, let's get into the nitty gritty. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. First up, we'll be reading, Ryan will read the nominees for the Best Supporting Actress Award. All right. So we've got our bowl here. It's got 10 little folded up sticky notes. It's ceramic. With all of our... Um, there's the there's the Ryan's noms. five nominees and my five nominees. And he's going to pull out five and read them one at a time. And once we have five unique nominees, that's it. It's set in stone. And those are the noms. All right. The first nomination for Best Supporting Actress at the previewees this year is... Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. Nomination number two goes to Kristen Dunst, The Power of the Dog. Interesting. If I had nominated her, I would have probably put her in lead actress. So She's not like in that much of the movie, though. I know. It's interesting because we can also... That's another thing. Pause real quick from nominations. We are now the people that decide if you're a supporting or a lead actress. So you yeah. don't get like... Lakeith Stanfield as supporting actor like yeah. they did at the Oscars last Typically year. Typically a studio is the one that's like putting forward their noms. So they'll decide like we're putting so-and-so up for lead and so-and-so mm-hmm. up for supporting. But and now we get to Kirst- choose. I thought Kirsten Dunst was a supporting character in Power of the Dog. So that's why I nominated mm-hmm. her in this category. I would have given her a lead actress performance. I also, but that's my, just my like, opinion. If I wanted to nominate her in lead, she wouldn't have made it in my top five. Mm. But I had room in supporting. So that's also Perfect, part of it. Perfect, yes. And that is also opening up to the possibility that someone could get nominated for the same role in different categories. It's never happened, but it's always a possibility. I love the chaos. All right, back to the noms. Nomination number three for Best Supporting Actress, Emma Thompson, Cruella. Oh, interesting. All right. Fourth nomination, Toni Collette, Nightmare Alley. Loving that Tony love. An Oscar for Tony, more like a previewee for Tony. Ooh, I've grabbed two. Shake it out. Which one are you going to hold on them. to? None oh, of them. Oh, going new from the new. bowl. Okay. Goodbye, you two. Is this the last one? Yes, this is the last one. Catherine Hunter, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Was oh, she the witch? Good, she was the witch. Yes. I almost nominated this her. This was my one this whole time that I'm waiting and I'm like, if this one doesn't get a nom, I'll be upset because I don't think she will get recognized for like in like any of the major award shows, but her performance is outstanding and it does so much work for that movie. So I'm really glad that we get the chance to recognize her um, in the previous. She doesn't do a lot of film work, but she's, she's been a in, like standout. a Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's done like an- another Shakespeare adaptation. I think she's been in, but she's like a very professional trained stage actress from the UK and like also teaches acting in the UK. Um, and she's a standout in this film. So definitely. I definitely am glad that she got some recognition oh, here. Okay. All right, round of applause for these nominees. Yes, yes. Round of applause for these nominees. Um, it's interesting that we got the Tony Collette poll because I put in Tony and Kate Blanchett, both from Nightmare Alley. Oh, interesting. So it's interesting. Tony Collette was a little bit more filler because she's not in as much of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think her performance is strong. I mean, she's always a great actress. So yes, and it's interesting to see the Cruella love too. Well, Emma Thompson makes that movie honestly. She does, and I've well, I've also even seen stuff that are saying like Emma Stone is a potential acting nom for Cruella, and I was like. I mean, I enjoyed the movie, but I I'm, I would be shocked. That's a hair and makeup movie for yeah, the Oscars. Yeah, but for the previewees, anything well, goes. costume design, too. They could totally get a costume design exactly. um, award. But, wow. Here we are. Emma Thompson going up against... Like, how different are Emma Thompson's role and Kirsten Dunst? Like, exactly. could not be different performances, but they're both very good. All right. Well, that was our first set of nominations. Now we'll read the nominees for... Best Supporting Actor. And Tyler will go ahead and pick for this one. I'm going to be the hand of God. Tyler has the power. The fate is in Of the Furious? Alright. The first nominee for the 2021 previewees for Best Supporting Actor is... Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, hey, a holdover. So this this is is interesting. Yeah, we gotta note this for sure. So, last year at the Oscars... They extended the eligibility period until the end of February. So a lot of the Oscar movies came out within the first two months of this year. Of 2021. Yes, at 2021. Here at the previewees, we don't follow any of that bullshit. Yeah, we didn't the the eligibility period. So January 1st to December 31st, that's it. Yeah, we only go by the calendar year. So there there may be movies that are nominated uh, this year for the previewees that were like in Oscar contention last year technically um 
but we're considering them now because of if their wide release was in 2021, that's one we're considering. Yes. And Judas and the Black Messiah is a 2021 film. It was like a, it came on the it came streaming in January, in January of mm-hmm. last year, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. So this movie's like a year old. He already <laughs> has an Oscar it. for it. <laughs> he does have an Oscar for it. I got to watch it now. See if you can pick <laughs> up a previewee. All right. Second nominee for Best Supporting Actor. Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Ooh, he's getting a lot of love in the actual awards circuit. It's a great performance. It's really good. Third nominee for Best Supporting Actor, Willem Dafoe for Spider-Man No Way Home. Ooh, beautiful. You thought Nightmare Alley? Nope. His performance, <laughs> His performance is better. So good. It's much better in Spider-Man than Nightmare Alley. Well, he has more to do, too. Yeah, he has more to do. He's in more in the movie. The fourth nominee for Best Supporting Actor, Corey Hawkins, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Who is he in that? Macduff. Oh, okay. And the fifth and final nominee for Best Supporting Actor, Willem Dafoe, Spider-Man No Way Home. A duplicate. We both nominated Willem Dafoe. Wow, our first dupe. That means we get another poll. Yeah, so we're going to trash that one, and we're going to do one more poll. we got to get five unique nominations. The new fifth and final nominee for Best Supporting Actor is Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog. Oh, okay. Double... Double dog. Bow wow. That's interesting. I don't know if we've ever had that happen before. Have we nominated more than one person from the same movie in the same category? Uh, Maybe. You tell us. Fans who are on our fan wiki, you let us know. This is a good set of noms. Yeah, I agree. All right. Now that we've done a couple acting categories, let's move on and recognize uh, some writers and directors. We're going to next do the categories for best screenplay and best director. So, Ryan, why don't you pull the nominees for best screenplay? I'm going to do it. So, screenplay... First of all, really quick note, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. obviously in the Oscars, they separate this out like adapted and original screenplay. We don't do that. We just nominate the movies that we think have the best screenplay, whether they're adapted or not. It can be either one. No segregation here at the yep. previewees. So we're just doing the five nominees for best screenplay. All right. Our first nomination is Nightmare Alley by Guillermo del Toro and Kim Morgan. Next, Licorice Pizza by Paul Thomas Anderson. Nomination three is The Last Duel by Nicole Holo first. I don't know how to say this name. Can you help me out here? Holf Center? Sure. N- Nicole, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon. I'm so sorry, Nicole Holfsner. I'll learn how to say your name by the actual ceremony. Ooh. Candyman by Jordan Peele, Wynn Rosefield, and Nia DaCosta. That's an out of left field pick. Nice one, Tyler. And our final one Minari by Lee Isaac Chung. There's another one from last year's Oscars that's sneaking yep, in. that's a holdover, too. Thanks for the Candyman love. I was looking back, and I was like, you know, that was a really well-written movie. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. It had a little bit more mixed critical reception. I mean, generally positive, but it's not, like, really getting any awards buzz. Mm-hmm. But I would say I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was a very pertinent and well-written film. So I thought, why not? And I'm glad I got some love. That's an interesting... Uh, this is pull. a good five. I would never get the... Would never get a nom at the Oscars. No, for sure. And then our last set of noms before we uh, take Take a little little break break is best director. Best director. Tyler will pull, and I will react. Ooh, react! Careful, the fine bros will sue us. No, who remembers that meme? The first nominee for best director, Denis Villeneuve for Dune. Ooh, nice one. Second nominee for best director. David Lowry, The Green Knight. Ooh, another nice one. If this is my only reaction, I'm going to stop reacting soon. Third nominee for Best Director, Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog. Whoa, triple Tyler I just want to say I'm three for three right now. He's only pulling his own. I don't even know the difference. We use the same color paper and everything. <laughs> Fourth nominee for Best Director, John M. Chu, In the Heights. Ooh, one of my picks. That's a Ryan pick because I still haven't <laughs> seen that movie. It's good. And the last nominee for Best Director is Joel Cohen, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Nice. I was going to be upset if we didn't get that one. Did you put him in too? I, did, I, I put him in as well. Nice. That's did a good pick. Did you put any of the other ones that I wrote? Uh, let's see. David Lowry or Jane Campion? No. I almost had Villeneuve, but he got dumped at the last minute for someone else. Interesting. All right, we'll talk about snubs later at the end of this episode. Yes. Well, those are the nominees for our first four categories, Ryan. Best Locked supporting in. actor, best supporting actor, best screenplay, and best director. 
this is a this is a good list. This is a good list. We may be missing some representation for some stuff that's like really hot right now in award season buzz, mm-hmm. but I'm really happy with this. And as a representation of like what I've seen this year and the stuff that I know to have been really good, I'm happy with it. I'm very happy. Yeah. Well, oh Tyler, do you hear that? That that faint ticking. Tick tick boom. We haven't nominated. Anything no, that. it's not tick tick oh. boom. <gasps> it's. The game-winning buzzer from the future, Tyler. I have future sight now, okay. and it's telling me that you will win this upcoming game. Oh, yes. Okay, I like that's what I like to hear. Tyler, I'm wow. so excited. Ryan's seen the future. He's like Bruno from Encanto. I'm like uh, Tony Collette from nope. Nightmare Alley. Encanto's the only movie that has a <laughs> person that can see the future in it. Well, we actually nominated Tony Collette, not Bruno, so... <laughs> All right. Well, Tyler, here's the game. It's previewy tradition that we always play this game during the nomination episode. That's right. That's right. So, do we have a name for this game? Where are they now? Where are they now? Oh, right. How could I forget? So, basically, the premise of this game, if you don't remember, is I will be reading the description of a performance that was given by a previous Oscar winner. So, for example, if I said, a scientist sees a impending doom and tries to convince everyone that they're all going to die unless action is taken you would give me the name of the actor that performs this uh performance this is leonardo dicaprio and that he is qualified for this game because he's a previous actor winner for the revenant so right. but and then you'd also but what have i to... would have to give you so first i would give you the name of the movie the 2021 movie mm-hmm. and the actor yes and that's one point with both those items together yes they're both, both one half point yeah, and then for a bonus point, I could give you The Revenant for, like, which movie qualified him as an Oscar yes. winner. So, what you're looking for is the name of the 2021 movie, the name of the actor or actress, and the name of the movie they previously won Best Actor or Best Actress for. Yeah. We're only doing Best Actor no or supporting. Actress. No supporting. Interesting. Okay. This year. I've narrowed it down to make the pool a little smaller. And have they all... They're all winners. Only one time, or are there multiple potential, like, what um, they won for? I'll let you know if they have multiple. Okay. Okay? So, we're going to go ahead and start out with a former chef turned reclusive forager. Um, that's got to be Nicholas Cajun Pig. That's correct! So I haven't seen it yet, but I know that that's his character. That's a that full movie. point. That's my sister's favorite movie of last year. Wow, okay. She loved it. Um, and do you know what he won Best Actor for? Is it The Rock? No. He won for Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, Leaving Las Vegas. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, next we have an actress dealing with a serious accusation as well as infidelity. The character is an actress, but she's also yeah, being portrayed by yeah. an actress. Well, so, I mean, I don't know who else this would be other than Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. That's correct. Okay. Uh, but that's not the name of the movie. Oh, Sorry. Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball in Being the Ricardos. Yes. Yeah. So that's your full point. And do you know what she won Best Actress for? Um, I don't know if I know. Is she? Oh, gosh. I'm, is that, it's probably a movie I've never seen before. I had heard of this movie, but I have never seen is it. Is she the one that's like Mystic River or whatever? Or is that a different movie? That's a different movie. Uh, I have no idea. The answer is The Hours. Mm, I don't know that one. Yes, it's from like the early 2000s. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that's still three points for you right now, right? Yeah, three. Because you got the two Nick Cage points and the one Nicole Kidman point. All right. Next. No, I didn't get the bonus point for... Yeah. Yeah, so a total of three. You got the one point for getting Nick Cage. I and... only got one point for Nick Cage because I gave... Oh, you didn't give Lock Las Vegas. So you're only Vegas, at two. So Sorry. Two. Yeah. I think you're doing better than you actually are. That's because well, I believe I in you, Tyler. I still win. You, you're still I'm technically winning. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't got any bonus points. You only I've need six points to win. The regular, yeah. And I saw that you already win, so no sweat. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, here we go. A terrorist leader on a revenge mission. Who plays a terrorist leader this year? I don't think I know this. Who who could this be? <laughs> Do you want to hint? I, I yeah, I, I don't know what, how you can hint, but um they won their best actor award uh within the past 5 years. So if you know like the last 5 actors that won, you can think about that. 
This is also a movie that neither of us have seen. The one that they're in this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to pass right. on this one. This is Rami Malek in No Time to Die. Oh, of course. Of course. The Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. So that's, uh, that's that a bonus, bonus point. point? Okay, yeah, you get the great. bonus point. Because it's a bonus, so you don't need the You orig- don't need the original. Yeah. No. So you're still three points out of three points. All right, that's good, that's good, that's All good. Right. Okay, next we have an ambitious grifter slash, ambi- or sorry, an ambitious grifter slash aspiring fashion designer. The only movie I know that came out about grifting is Evan Rachel Wood and Bajillionaire. Cajillionaire? That oh, was Kajillionaire. last year, I think. Was that last year? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It, that was 2020, you think? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Feels recenter. Because time doesn't matter anymore. No, it doesn't. Um, Grifter and... Think about the second Oh, there we go. Um, Emma Stone, Cruella. Exactly. There you go. And what did she win her Oscar for? Um, what did she win her Oscar for? In La La Land. Yeah, La La Land. So that's two points for you. There you go. Yeah. Five out of six. Now up to five. And there's two left. Wow, we got room to spare. All right. The penultimate clue. An art dealer serving a prison sentence for tax evasion. Do you need a hint? Yeah, let me see if I can get a hint. You have not seen it, but you have preview reviewed it. Ooh. That narrows it down because we only do like, what, four episodes of, or four oh, movies right, a right, month? Oh, right, 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 This is the guy that, um, it's part of the French Dispatch. Yes, so that's a, that's a half point. Um, who's the actor? Who's the idea? Is it Benicio Del Toro? Oh, you're so close. It's the same vignette. Benicio Del Toro's in it, but he doesn't play the art dealer. He plays the artist. The art dealer is Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. So that's a half point. Okay. And what did Adrian Brody win his Oscar for? I don't know if I know. Is he... He's not in The Artist, is he? No. I don't think I know what he won his Oscar for. You're very close. It was The Pianist. Oh, The Pianist. Okay. Yes. All right. And now... So you're at, what? Six and a half points. That's so you've already won. interesting that those are, like, different no, wait. movies. Because in my brain, I was connecting those. Is the artist one that's black and white? Yes, and okay. it's uh, silent. I and think. the pianist isn't. No, black and white. Okay. Okay. So I think you're at what? Uh, five and a half. Five point five. Five and a half. Yeah. So you need only need a half point left yeah, yeah, to yeah, win. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay. okay. Let's do it. All right. This one, the description is simple, but I think you'll get it. The President of the United States. Meryl Streep. Movie. Don't look up. All right, and she has two she Oscars. Has so many Oscars. She only has two oh, for, for lead. lead. Oh no, because she has a ton for supporting. She only has two for lead. Oh, what? Did but she this get? is a potential to get two bonus yes. points. Yes. Okay. Um, Even though right now you're already at six and a half. Okay, out of six. I know she got a lead actress Oscar for Out of Africa. That's incorrect. What is that supporting, or is that maybe just a nomination? It might just be a nomination. Oh. But I'll give you one more guess, since she had two. I've, like, looked at her Wikipedia for <laughs> nominated, like, Oscars so many times that I'm trying to figure out which one that she had. Um, oh, okay. She definitely won for The Iron Lady. That's correct. Yeah. There you go. And her other Oscar is for Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice. That's it. So you got seven and a half out of six. See, my future site wow. was correct. Yes. It came true. I heard it. The applause and the ringing of the bell. Burr, 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 burr. Is that the game winning buzzer? That's just the game ending buzzer, I guess. But Wait, I don't believe your prediction. What kind of buzzer sounds when I win? <laughs> this is fake. I am a true medium, Tyler. <laughs> okay, Brad. <laughs> well, that was a fun game, Ryan. Thanks so much for preparing that for me. Well, thanks for winning. That's always a fun one to do around this time. Yes. Well, I think uh, we had enough fun... Back to business. Yes, back to business. Let's do it. We need to draw the nominations for the category of best actress and uh, just best to, lead actress. Just to clarify, I'm I'm not saying this isn't fun, but it's also business. It's fun, but this is, yeah, it's serious business. Yes. All right, nominations for best actress at the 2021 previewees. Number one, Jodie Comer, The Last Duel. Number two, Rachel Zegler, West Side Story. Next, Frances McDormand, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Alana Haim, Licorice Pizza. And the final nomination goes to Teona Paris, Candyman. Oh, more Candyman love. I like it. This is an interesting group of people. I love this. 
We've got Alana Haim and Rachel Zegler, newcomers to the scene. Yeah, this is their first movie, getting, both of them. And getting a preview nomination right off the bat. I, mean, I think this is Jodie Comer's first film performance as well. She's been on TV before, but... I don't. Well, I don't know if this is her first movie because she's in Free Guy. Oh, which one came out first? I don't remember. I think Free Guy came out first. It's her first year in the film. Yes, 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 yes. There we go. And then we've got, you know, Frances McDormand, who may have even been nominated in this category last year. She I won. I drew her for Nomadland. Oh, I mean, at the Oscars, she won. I know, but for the previewees? No, because it, Nomadland's a 2021 film. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I didn't nominate because I still haven't seen it. It's fine. <laughs> My mom loves it, but it's fine. Okay. Well, and this Candy is a great Candyman. I know, Tiana Paris does great in that movie. It's true. It's so good. She carries the third act. That's true. It's phenomenal. Wow. Like, she's really the lead of that movie, if you think about it. Mm. I don't know. Spoiler uh, for my acting snubs, but also I did include Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. We haven't done Jimmy that Man. yet. Oh, it, no. I thought we already drew for actor. Actor's Shoot. next. Well, let's see if uh, Yaya makes it. <laughs> we already know he's in the pot. <laughs> you know, who knows? That's the preview. Honestly, he might have been replaced at the last minute. It was a great performance. It, it was really good. It's definitely better than uh, his performance in The Matrix Resurrections. But that's because he's a he's got a much minor role, yeah, a yeah, smaller yeah. role, minor. Yeah. yeah, well, he'll be nominated again in twenty twenty two because he's reprising his role as Black Manta in Aquaman. 2. Oh yes, have you seen Aquaman <laughs> one yet? No. Oh, it's a James Wan film. You fun? love that guy. I it do. is fun. Uh, I'd lump it in like with Venom as like fun schlocky comic book, but movies. not like quality DC content like The Suicide Squad or something like that. Yeah, it is the highest grossing DC film though. That's because Jason Momoa is hot. It made over a billion dollars. It gets people to the box office to see that hunky, hunky man. And he's got he he gets wet in the movie. Right. Yeah. Who else gets wet in that movie? The audience. Exactly. <laughs> it's 4D. That's what we're saying. All right. Let's draw the nominees for best actor. First nominee: Bradley Cooper, Nightmare Alley. Ooh, nice. Ooh, I'm back to reacting. Okay. Second nominee, Anthony Hopkins, the father. Ooh. He won the Oscar last year. In an upset. For that role. And, well, I think people have come to know, like, he deserves it. People just didn't expect it to happen. Yes. And the Academy definitely did. No. The way they put on that show. Yeah. And he wasn't there. And he was asleep. Which They I didn't even him. invite him. He wasn't allowed to come. Oh, because of, like, UK travel restrictions yeah. with COVID? Well, that makes sense. It's not like they didn't invite him. He wasn't allowed to. No, go. they didn't, like, send him a Zoom invite or anything. Oh. At least I they think. didn't Zoom anybody in, I don't think. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Third nominee. Yeah. Oh. More to say about Anthony Hopkins? These are zo- just the noms. They Zoomed in Kaluuya, but that was for the Globes. Okay. So I got it confused. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. Okay. Third nominee. Steven Yoon from Minari. Oh, this is looking like last year's Oscars up I know, here. it's very interesting. Bradley Co- what was Bradley Cooper in last year? Uh, Could no. he have gotten a different nom? No, I don't think okay. so. Fourth nominee, Adam Driver, The Last Duel. Ooh, nice. I like that movie. You can tell. Lots of noms. <laughs> and fifth and final nominee for Best Actor, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Ooh, I love it. This what is a, a good, good list. Crew. What a good crew. More age diversity. Andrew Garfield and Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Bradley Cooper is great in Nightmare Alley. He didn't make my list of noms, but that's okay. Um, Anthony Hopkins and the Father. I know you love that performance, so I, feel like, I didn't know if it kept it. I didn't know if it would be held over. I feel like both of the people you just talked about, Bradley Cooper and Anthony Hopkins, the movie doesn't work without their performances. Yeah, for so, sure. For that's sure. why they made it in for me. Love it. Great list. All right, we're getting down to the wire, The Ryan. big one. The biggest two categories still left. Best Pictures up next. Yeah, because obviously Best Trailer is the most important award. It's the most prestigious. So we save those nominees for last. But, Ryan, go ahead and read through. Select our five nominees for Best Picture. All right. First up, Tick, Tick, Boom. Next, Dune. Number three, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Next one, Minari. It's back from last year. And the final one, I have to make sure it's a good one, mix it all up. The Green Knight. Wow, four of Tyler's picks and one of mine. But they're all really great films. 
all deserving of this did you not, category. Did you not nominate any of these four? No. Wow. How interesting. Wow. This actually looks like a real award show nomination list. It does. <laughs> None of my silly joke picks made it in this year. Well, I would have loved to see... Like, I love that we can nominate things that would never get considerations in official award shows. It's true. Like, I know you put nominees in for, like, Spider-Man. And or, Mitchell's like, versus Machines. Machines. Those were my two cool. that would, and I would never really go. I would happy if we drew them. But this, you know... The bowl knows more bowl than knows, I do. And the bowl wants uh, wants to lend us a little bit more credibility. Exactly. So it's choosing, like, prestigious shit. It's it's very prestigious. Like, I will be very surprised. Obviously, Minari's not considered because they no. were considered last year. Um, I would be very surprised if these other four movies, I think maybe the least likely is The Green Knight, don't get Oscar nominees for Best Picture. Best Picture, really? Like, I wouldn't... I, really, I truly think they'll all be in the top ten. I don't know if uh, Macbeth would make it. But... Hmm... It's not getting as much love as the other ones. That's true. That's true. I don't know. We'll have to see. The big, big boy is here. Here we go. Billy the Big Bass. Hello. It's time to select the nominees for best trailer. I'm excited. We're going to get right into it. The now, best award. The Really quick, the qualifiers for best trailer is a little different. Oh, it's true. You don't have to have seen the movie that the trailer is for to nominate this. We just no. have to have seen the trailer. And the trailer has to be for a movie that came out in 2021. Yeah, it's not the, it's not like trailers that came out this year. Like, some trailers came out this year that for movies that come out next year. Mm-hmm. The movie that it's promoting has to have come out this year. So exactly. it's a little bit different. Like, so the trailer don't have, have to out... have seen the movie, but the movie has did have to come out this year. Yeah. And these also aren't necessarily all trailers that we preview-reviewed. Obviously, we try to do the ones that we see and like the most but we may have seen a trailer elsewhere that we wanted to nominate so if you didn't catch these trailers and didn't watch them because they weren't on one of our episodes because i know you all listeners do research and watch the trailers that we talk about um, it's a watch along always go ahead and and watch these trailers so you'll know uh what your preference would be when we have the award show coming up it's also the easiest thing to do to prep for the award show yeah, like you don't so have to watch spend a movie 10 minutes to watch five trailers on youtube instead easy instead of like watching Free. all five of our I've already got my work cut out for me. I've got like four or five movies that I got to watch in the next couple weeks to be an educated voter. So I've seen them all. I know Ryan's so good. <laughs> all right, the nominees for best trailer. Here we go. First, The Matrix Resurrections. Ooh, nice. It's a good trailer with the uh, what's the song? Go ask Alice. Go ask Alice. Yeah. Good Al- needle Did I say drop. Alex or Alice? Uh, uh, Alex. Whoever it is, go ask him. It's like you're missing Jeopardy. Go, go ask, ask Alex. Alex. Second nominee. I was gonna be shocked if it didn't make it. Spider-Man: No Way Home. It's gotta be there. I would be. It would be the biggest snub of the night. Third nominee for best trailer: Godzilla vs Kong. Fourth nominee. The Matrix Resurrections Duplicate. Whoa, we like that trailer. Both like that trailer, apparently. We're going to do a redraw for the fourth nomination. The Last Duel. Nice. Ryan really likes that movie. I don't know if the trailer was all that good. (laughs) It was a good trailer. It got me so excited to see the movie. All right. (laughs) And fifth and final nominee for best trailer, Candyman. Mm, Tyler really likes that movie. More Candyman love. I do really (laughs) like that movie. And the trailer's really good. It's a good trailer. The movie, what it has, it plays freaking, say my name, the Destiny yeah. Child, like, pitch oh. down. But so I just remember the week Godzilla vs. Kong trailer dropped. That's every, everyone was only talking about that. Yeah, like, it was bonkers. It captured the zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah. And that's what the previewees are all about, capturing the zeitgeist. Yeah, we should rename our podcast. It sounds more official. Capturing the zeitgeist? <laughs> Colon, a preview review production. Capturing the zeitgeist could literally be a podcast about, like, anything. <laughs> It's like the most generic. It's like what, like a generic podcast that's like in a movie about something else. Yes, we're podcasters. <laughs> well, those are the nominations. And uh, just for those of you following along at home, we're going to reread all of the nominations for the entire previewees of 2021, right? Yeah, the 2021 Preview Review Movie Trailer Podcast Annual Awards. Exactly. That's the full name. Like, you know, the Oscars are like... The Awards Academy of Academy Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences. Yeah, that's our extensive name. But the previewees. Nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Ariana DeBose, Kirsten Dunst, Emma Thompson, Tony Collette, and Catherine Hunter. Best Supporting Actor. Dino Kaluuya, Cody Smith-McPhee, Willem Dafoe, Corey Hawkins, and Jesse Plemons. For Best Screenplay. Nightmare Alley, 
Licorice Pizza, Candyman, The Last Duel, and Minari. And for Best Director, Joel Cohen, John M. Chu, Jane Campion, Denis Villeneuve, and David Lowry. And then we also have Best Actress, Jodie Comer, Alana Haim, Teona Paris, Rachel Zegler, Francis McDormand. For Best Actor, Bradley Cooper, Anthony Hopkins, Stephen Yoon, Adam Driver, and Andrew Garfield. Best Picture, Dune, Minari, The Green Knight, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and Tick, Tick, Boom. And finally, for Best Trailer, The Matrix Resurrections, Spider-Man No Way Home, Godzilla vs. Kong, Candyman, and The Last Duel. Well, that's it, Ryan. The nominations are set. Congratulations to these nominees. All right, it's almost voting time. I mean, mm. I got a couple movies to watch. We got to make some rentals and stuff to get exactly. in there. But, uh, you know, we're going to watch them and we're going to vote. Yeah. And then in a few weeks, we'll have our episode of the results up. We'll have another third party, yet to be decided, I think, uh, come in to be our moderator and vote counter. We already know who it's going to be. Do we, though? I mean, who knows who he'll be this time? But we know who we're going to call. Well, you and I know the person that's going to be in the room with us, but the listener doesn't know who this character is that they're going to be hearing from. Exactly. So exactly. that's to be decided, I suppose. Um, the we don't even make that decision. The in-universe explanation. No, this is all... It's all him. <laughs> it's all him. <laughs> I love that he brings it to it. But I'm very excited for this year's previews. This is a great set of nominees. I love that there's some stuff like we're holding on to from earlier in the year because we got that like whole Oscar dump mm-hmm. in January and February of this year, which was so weird. I, th- normally, I like this It would be weird to, like, <laughs> normally nominate a movie that came out, like, in January coming, or February. Like, this next year, I don't think we're ever going to nominate something that comes out, like, January, February of this year, you know? Yeah. Unless Scream 5 is, like, really good. It's just called Scream, Tyler? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, to me, it's Scream 5. It's the... I've never seen a Scream movie, so it's Scream 2022 to me. <laughs> okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. That's fair. Um... But, yeah, so this is cool that we got some stuff that we're, like, holding on to that came out earlier this year. Um, but also some good recent stuff that, yeah. you know, I haven't seen. I mean, I literally didn't see The Power of the Dog until yesterday. And uh, Ooh. it made its way in here. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, are there any notable snubs for you, Tyler? Did you, did you nominate someone that you were really hoping to get in there that just didn't happen? Um, let's see. I have, have to open my, nomina- my original nomination. Well, I can, I can go ahead and answer my own question then. Uh, one notable snub, I think... Is uh, Lady Gaga for House of Gucci? She's definitely Did one you of the front her performance. I... People have been a little bit mixed on it. I think. Interesting, not I think as she's... mixed as Jared Leto, but mm-hmm. I think she's like one of the front runners for Oscar season. Uh, I nominated her, but she didn't come out of the bag. But I do think uh, the five actresses we have are really good as well. Um, I think the five actresses we have are really good. If I were to say like there was a nominee that I'm bummed that we didn't get um, from my list, it would be. Jessica, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm. That was a really transformative role for her. And Not just like, because of the makeup. And it's like the only movie, like that's the only category I nominated that movie in. And so we sort of missed out on some just mm. representation there as far as like that story being represented. Um, I, think and we... I think she deserves her roses for that movie because mm-hmm. even though maybe it was like, I don't think it performed as well or got as big critical And it's kind of being wise, forgotten because it was a couple months but ago. But Jessica Chastain like kills it. Mm-hmm. Like if that movie got released at like height of, in like maybe a normal year at height of award season, it would get like mm-hmm. so much more attention, I think. Even Andrew Garfield's performance, which is really solid in that movie, is getting like pushed to the wayside because he's so much like better and the lead in Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. Um, another one that I only had one movie or one nomination that was represented was uh, Amelia Jones as the lead actress in Coda, which is a film on Apple TV plus that's getting some love, but not as much, but I think it's a really sweet movie about a family, about like a deaf family with their only hearing child. And I think she gives a really good performance. I've seen that listed in a couple articles for awards seasons, like considerations. Mm -hmm. I think it's just hard because not as many people have seen it because it didn't get a wide release and it's like a streaming exclusive Mm -hmm. one and not like Netflix where it's Yeah, no, it's a smaller stream. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, other snubs for me, I would say I'm definitely surprised. Well, not surprised. I mean, it's the luck of the draw, but mm-hmm. I'm bummed that we didn't get Denzel Washington's nomination, acting nomination for the yeah, We got Francis, but not Denzel. De- Francis, but not Denzel. And Denzel is like amazingly good in that role. That's true. And doing Shakespeare for performance is like such a unique type of acting. And the performance he gives is just killer. So I would like to see him get some attention for that. I think he will down the line, like, even mm-hmm. though like, 
Tragedy Macbeth may not get other nominees at the Oscars. I'll be very shocked if he doesn't get a nomination for his performance because it's that good. Um, I think he's nominated at the Globes for drama as well. Mm-hmm. So, And then um, I think one that we both put in that got snubbed was Kate uh, Blanchett in uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Alley. Alley. Yeah. She didn't make it, but that's just the luck of the draw. I think her performance is really good regardless. Um, and then obviously my other two big snubs are the fun movies I put into Best Picture, Mitchell's and Spider-Man. But hey... We're prestigious now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the bowl definitely wanted us to up our credibility level. So yes. the only nomination that I had for Best Picture that didn't get drawn was The Power of the Dog. And it's a good movie, but quite honestly, if I was ranking my five nominees, it's at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. So I'm not that bummed that it didn't get drawn because yes. I like the other four movies that I put in and got selected more. So mm-hmm. I also had some stuff for, uh, what's it called? Last Night in Soho that didn't make it through, like uh, director Edgar Wright. Or um, some things for a little Sundance film that I liked over the summer called Nine Days. I had it for Best Picture, didn't make it. Had it for Best Screenplay, didn't make it. But hey, what you gonna do? Wow, that's interesting. Um, I feel like almost every movie that I had, other than... Almost every movie I nominated got attention in some categories. The only one that I didn't was Don't Look Up. I did include that. Oh, I was wondering if you would. For a nomination for Best Screenplay, as well as... Jennifer Lawrence for Best Actress and Timothy Chalamet for Supporting Actor. Interesting. Other movies that uh, didn't get any love that I did nominate were uh, Blue Bayou. Um, What else did I have in here? Uh, A Quiet Place Part 2. I put in the the girl, Millicent Simmons. And I had... Did you put her under leader supporting? Supporting. And then uh, Jamie Dornan in Belfast for supporting. So... But yeah, overall, I think a great list. I'm really excited to see how things shake up next episode with the results. Me too. I'm excited to vote. I am ready to rumble. And let us know, listeners, if you have something that you think was an outstanding performance or film from the year that uh, we didn't consider, shoot us a message. Maybe we just didn't see it. Yeah, tweet at us. Um, and maybe let us know. Maybe you can cast your ballot for the previewees with the nominations based on this Ooh, episode. Ooh, a fan vote? Know. If we have enough responses, maybe. Who'd, who you'd want to uh, who you'd want to give the award to. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us and contact us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Preview Review. Also, if you haven't done this before, you can rate and review us on your podcast app, especially now Spotify. Ratings are new on mm-hmm. Spotify. You can go give us a five-star rating let people know that you like the show. It helps us and it also helps new people find out about us. Yeah. I gave us a five-star rating on my Spotify account and it doesn't reflect our rating until enough people give us a rating. Oh, really? So even we have one five-star rating technically, but Spotify doesn't like publish that because it's easy to get like one rating. I So we need more people to go on Spotify and do it. Interesting. I don't listen to our podcast on Spotify. I use a different app. Uh, so it doesn't let me rate. It says you need to listen to more episodes to rate. Oh, that's funny. So yeah. it actually has like a qualifier. You can't just go through and like review bomb. That's mm-hmm. good. Well, if you do listen to us on Spotify, go ahead and give us a rate review there. Um, we appreciate you guys listening to our ridiculous uh, antics antics, and, you know, tongue-in-cheek awards show every mm. year. These are some of our favorite episodes to produce. Definitely. And so uh, we're, we're so glad to be doing it again this year. We love you. Good night. Bye.